Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni and Drioli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright, everyone, uh, welcome back to the show, as I just said. Um, I hope you all are staying sane and staying safe and staying inside. It's very important. I'm just kidding. I mean, you can go out if you want. It's, it's your choice, but like, I mean, you know, be safe. You know, take a little walk or whatever. Go to the store if you need to, but you know, mask up and whatnot. You know. Anyway, um, I'm here to talk to you about a movie that I should have talked to you about months ago at this point, but I just recently rewatched it. Re, 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 I want to do a second take of that. Recently rewatched it, uh, and that movie, if if you read the title, is Wally. So a while ago, I was doing my uh, my little short kind of mini series within this show of like revisiting old favorites from Disney and. And trying out new stuff um, that I hadn't ever seen. And uh, I was talking about those. And uh, I'm really excited to get back to that because, for one, uh, like I said, I actually did watch Wally as part of that whole kind of kick that I was on. But for some reason, I just completely forgot about it. I never talked about it. And I, I honestly can't tell you why. It just, I just never did. And, um, and then I also, more selfishly, am very excited to be doing another Disney episode because those get a lot of listens. Those are easily my highest. Um, Ratatouille is tied for first. Uh, I don't remember what the other one is, but, but Ratatouille is like 17 listens or something, something like crazy for me, which, you know, that's not a lot, but for me, that's a lot. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to be back on the saddle, back on the old, the, the old Walt saddle. Uh, but for, for the time being, I did want to say, I, this was originally supposed to be a grab bag episode, one of those episodes where I've talked about so much, but nothing really deserves its own full episode, so I just kind of throw it all into a blender and, you know, see what, see what happens, but, uh, I watch a lot of stuff, I've been watching a lot, a lot of stuff, so I kind of just, like, lost track of everything that I meant to talk about, and, and those, those grab bag episodes are fun to a certain degree, but I know they're very unfocused and it's just like a lot to talk about so I ended up just kind of pulling the plug and and deciding to go in a different direction but um I will say as a mini grab bag within this actual episode I recently watched um well I I have been watching The Last Dance and the last two episodes were very emotionally impactful and I really really enjoyed them and I'm excited to see uh the last two and to see how this all wraps up I am impressed that they've kept it interesting for, you know, like eight hours so far. Uh, at first, I was like, this, you know, obviously it's a lot to cover, and it's a very uh, it's a very famous and very like, revolutionary time for the sport of basketball and for a lot of different subcultures within it, but, I mean, nearly like ten episodes, it, it just seems like something that could be covered in two hours if you really wanted to, but they chose to go with a longer route, and I'm going to say I think that that was the right call. I was a little worried initially about whether or not they'd be, able to, they'd be able to sustain the same level of interest and the same pacing uh, throughout the whole series, but they definitely have, and I'm really enjoying it. So I've been uh, I've been looking forward to watching that every week, and uh, I'm excited to see how it wraps up. And then also, oh, well, no, I'll, I'll circle back. I also watched Bad, Bad Education the other day on HBO, and uh, I gotta say, I thought it was really good. It was a little bit, um, it was a little bit slow, I will say that. When I saw that it was like an hour and 40 minutes, I was like, shit, 
um, I don't know why I'm weird about that. I'll, like, look at a show, and it'll be, like, you know, some total of, like, 30-plus hours or, like, you know, whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, that seems manageable. But then, when an, like, a movie is, like, two hours, I'm like, mm-mm, no. Like, I don't, which is really weird. I've kind of done a complete 180 on what I used to be like. Whenever I'd see, like, oh, so-and-so superhero movie is two and a half hours, sign me up. And now I'm like, can we can we keep it around 90 minutes for the love of god and i don't even know why i got like that or really when it happened but i all of a sudden i've been more inclined to check out shorter things i don't i really don't know i don't have any explanation but i was really excited to see it regardless that it was uh it was like an hour 40 an hour 45 something like that and then i you know i started watching it and um just just so happened that we had to pause it a couple times like my dog needed to go outside and or like I needed to go to the bathroom and grab a snack whatever and uh and I kept being like are you sure we're only 20 minutes in are you sure it feels like we're 40 uh and it and it did seem to be a little bit slow and then at the by the end I was like what there were a lot of shots where I just felt like that's your ending and then once we actually do get to the ending I was like I, I don't I don't like this ending uh I think the ending that it has is not properly built up throughout the course of the movie. I mean, you see that he sees himself as the hero of his own story, but I could never really empathize with his goal because A, it's not super clear except for like one scene, and then B, he's such a shitty person that I, it's not, I'm not like, oh man, he didn't get there though. There's not even like a bit of inner turmoil about like oh he's terrible but he was just trying to do the best thing i'm like you weren't doing the best thing you you know i never i never thought that way so i don't really like it and it's also a, a very realistic and uh, very grounded movie and so the end is very impressionistic and it's got like a dreamlike quality to it and i'm like i just don't i don't know i don't really i wasn't really feeling that but besides that and besides the pacing overall which i think could have been a little bit tighter I really enjoyed this movie. I thought that the performances were fantastic. Uh, the writing is really smart. Uh, I think that this exploration of uh, of this weird like subset of corruption that you never really you know it's it's just not that common. Uh, it was very interesting. Like it it's a very interesting place to start where you're you're exploring corruption in a school system, which is just something that I'm sure happens a lot. But you know. Normally we see biopics that are about like gangsters or or like um, go government corruption that kind of stuff. It's never really like you know education, and I thought that was a really interesting place to come at this from. And then I also think that the firsthand experience is something that's very useful to this and uh, lends to the realism. I liked the fact that um, that it was written by a student who actually attended that school. And I think that really, really helps this movie uh, and maintain like its verisimilitude, and and it it's definitely something that this movie has going for it. And overall, yeah, I think the performances are fantastic. I think that a lot of the ways that it explores like the different manipulations and betrayals, and the way she's tracking down uh, the the lead Rachel. I, I didn't even want to attempt to pronounce the actress's name, but she's really good, and um, and I liked seeing her and her father investigate the uh, the ins and outs of how this corrupt system has, um, like, how it's come to be, and um, and I 
I really I really like all that stuff and the inner turmoil that she has and trying to get her fellow students on board with it. I really really liked all that. And then also, this is t not really related, but a quick side note, I think that and I have thought for a while that she should be Miss Marvel in the MCU. Uh, I don't know if she'll age out because of how everything's been delayed and there's already no release date for Miss Marvel and whatever it was initially like ballparked to be. I'm sure it's going to be minimum six months later now. But um, so I don't know if she'll age out by the time they actually get to like filming it. But I think that, man, she's perfect. She's got the perfect vibe. She's got a perfect face, which sounds weird. But like the way Kamala Khan is drawn, especially in with the first artist that, that comes on board, the one who starts the book, uh, not the one who's doing it currently, but the way he draws her face, the, it's it's uh, it's this actress's face. Like, they have the same facial expressions. I think she could really convey that character and her inner emotions very well. And I think that, I think it would be a really, really awesome pairing of, like, actor, or, I mean, actress and uh, and character. And I've been beating that drum for a while. I, I just, Man, she would be perfect. Especially, like, she looks so young and, like, looks perfect in, like, a high school setting, even though she's, I think she's, like, 24 or something. And it's kind of similar to Tom Holland, where it's, like, you just look young. Uh, I think that could work really well. So, Marvel, if you're listening, and I know you are, you should probably look into this. I think this could be pretty cool. What else are you guys doing right now? But, uh, but anyway. <sighs> I also watched True Lies. I was so excited because uh, I had heard great things, and I, I went sat down to watch it very eagerly. Two and a half hours, though. Wasn't super on board with that, but I was like, I will, I'll give it my best, my best shot. I'll go in with an open mind. I wanted so badly to enjoy this stupid movie, and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I will never watch it again. I loved it initially. I was so on board with the opening scene and the momentum it's carrying, and then uh, the... The, one of the first chase scenes and the first fight scenes it was amazing i love it so much and it had like this kind of flourishes of ridiculousness but it's still like pretty realistic and, and kind of grounded it had great cinematography and i freaking loved it and then it takes a turn and i don't know if you've seen this movie but the turn of once his wife starts cheating on him but not really whatever everything after that god i hated it it grinds the pacing of this movie to a halt and then it just breaks the movie like it goes from like being a a pretty gritty and like stylistic crime or not crime thriller uh spy thriller to being a weird like oh i'm gonna trick my wife into thinking she's an asian and send her on this weird thing I'm gonna pretend to be another person and make her sexy dance like a stripper i'm like what the fucking fuck is this this is awful and i even like said that out loud i was like what is this what is this like it just takes such a harsh turn and then you forget about the bad guys and the bad guys very randomly come back into the story that does not feel naturally at all and then the the main bad guy i i think that the main bad guy should have been the girl from the very beginning of the movie who turns out to be evil she should have just been the head but but the guy who actually is the head of this terrorist organization, oh my god, his performance is god-awful. The way they handle his character, and he becomes like this weird, goofy, incompetent guy, I absolutely hated. And everything from the rest of that, the way she drops the gun down the stairs and it kills everyone, but somehow doesn't kill her, even though that's no, that's not how guns work. You can't fire a gun if you're not pulling the trigger. If you drop a gun, 
it's not it might go off once but it's not gonna keep firing i hated that and then the final action scene i hated that too just throw away the key like what are you doing just throw away the key and hide and all that's kicked off by some stupid reporter what key you fucking idiot just cover just cover because the Oh man, I hated it so much. I hated every part of that. And the end with the fighter jet. I'm like, what the? What is this? He doesn't tell his wife what's happening. And then they're agents. And I, mm -mm, I hated it. I hated it. I was so unfathomably disappointed with it. Especially because at first it had so much potential. I was really, really into it. Man, did I hate it. I think you guys get it. But just for the record, I didn't think it was good. Anyway... I really got fired up. Uh, Dead to Me is also back. Uh, that's something I watched for the first time when I was in Pittsburgh. Surprisingly, really enjoyed it, and I'm going to keep watching, so I'm excited to see how that all pans out. I'll probably talk about it somewhere down the road, but we're only two episodes in right now, so I'll, i got a couple more to go. But anyway, Wally, that's the title of this episode when you clicked on it. Let's, let's get into that. I really apologize. I didn't intend to sidetrack us that hard, but I did just want to a brief catch-up of other things I've been watching, but stuff that I don't necessarily feel like talking about for a full-length episode. Um, Wally is fantastic. Obviously, that kind of goes without saying, but I was really struck by all the, the things that are set up in the first act and how much you learn about this character without any dialogue and the how much you learn about the world without really any dialogue. Uh, I love that these characters form this whole relationship based on like just a couple words and mostly visual symbols like like actual objects or just parallels to what Wally's been experiencing and what we know he wants but you know I was so, I was just amazed by how artfully that's all done with with very little talking and it's mostly just visual this is something I commented on in um uh, Back to the Future. I talked about how much I love that opening because it makes use of visual storytelling. And I think that's something that a lot of times, uh, I've been rereading some old comics, and I think it's very interesting to track the progression of comics where they, um, they started out very, uh, very dialogue heavy. There's more of a book than a comic, if that makes any sense. They're not relying on the art to help them tell the story because it's such a new art form that they really didn't take advantage of it as a visual medium yet. To now, we're the point in the last decade or so, there are comics where there is no dialogue. There's not a word on the page except for like the beginning where there's like the credits and obviously the title of the story. And those are some of my favorite issues of comics because you're relying purely on the artist to tell you the story through visuals. And I think it's very interesting that movies have an opposite trajectory. They don't start out verbose and like, oh, I will, I'll throw this throwing star to explode this thing so that it'll blah, 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 whatever, um, to the point where it's like, we get it. I can see it. There's a picture for a reason. Because movies started out without that ability. They didn't have it at first. So movies are entirely visual at first and then eventually they progressed to the point where we got more and more used to having sound and then now they're to the point where they don't trust you to figure things out visually they have to tell you either through incessant flashbacks or dialogues being like or excuse me not yeah no that's what i mean dialogue telling you stuff characters being like um this came up in a movie recently and i don't remember which one but it 
oh my god, it's one of the most, like, annoying cliches to me. Where it's like, hey little brother, what are you doing? No one has ever said that. No one in the world has ever said that. I'm an only child and I still know. No one has ever said that because that's just not how humans talk. And I've always hated the fact that they won't, they can't trust you to just reveal it naturally. They have to be like, okay, right off the bat, these people are related and you have to know because otherwise you'll be confused and we can't have that. It's just, it's very interesting to me that now we've just lost our trust in audiences. Like creative people are, you know, they're pigeonholed into this more modern thing where you have to rely on dialogue more and more. And I think it's it's interesting to go back to when you could see stuff like Back to the Future where a whole scene is chock full of exposition and they never, there's not, there's no words. It's pictures. It's, you know, it's film. They're just showing you images and relying on that to tell you what they need you to know. And I think this is this movie is the ultimate example of that. There isn't no dialogue, but for a while there isn't. And the way they use the music and like facial expressions and visual symbols and all this stuff throughout this the the movie to tell you everything you need to know about these characters and their world and what happened to them, it's fantastic. It's so it's so good. And I love I think that's one of the number one things that I love about this movie. And it's something that lends itself perfectly to animation because animation you can do anything. It's always fascinated that me that we don't have more animated movies for adults. I mean, I'm not talking like Sausage Party where it's like crass and and then for adults in that way. I think it's interesting that you have animated stuff for for mostly kids and then you kind of stop after that, which I think is is really weird. And it's kind of an untapped market because, I mean, A, a lot of times animation can be designed to work for both adults and kids. That is true. But at the same time, I think, you know, there's like Adult Swim and stuff like that. But that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, like dramas or like just comedies and stuff where it's not expressly for kids. Like kids can watch it, but it's designed for an older audience. I've always thought that was weird because animation, you can do anything the possibilities are literally limitless and you don't have to worry about like the uncanny valley or like cgi not holding up because it's animation everything fits because it all looks that way it's got a uniform look i've always i've really always wondered why more movies don't take advantage of that it's it's unbelievable like it just it suit it suits itself so perfectly to movies but this is this is something like that because of how they can manipulate every facial expression to convey exactly what they need it to and they're not even faces really they're they're like parts of robots but you still feel their feelings and connect with them emotionally like they're real people the cricket you can't even see its eyes but just by the way it moves it's like its little wings and the way it moves its antenna and its head you can tell what it's feeling what it's thinking without it saying anything without you seeing its face and that's that's really brilliant and I just love how much this movie takes advantage of animation and how beautiful the colors are and how vibrant the world is and how they chalked every frame full of exposition and like little details about the world and Easter eggs other things whether it be like the pizza planet truck or whatever and then uh, once you get to the space station and you see all the stuff in the background and just how lived in this world feels and how you can tell what happened to get all these people there and why they are the way they are it's fantastic and then you know some of the more romantic scenes with like 
Eve and Wally going through the through space and they're like kind of dancing together, juxtaposed with the uh, with the captain having the the computer define dancing for him. It's beautiful and it's brilliant and it's something that I think is just couldn't have been done any other way and I love it. So um so yeah, needless to say, I love this movie and I love the message it's sending and uh, the way it delivers that message and I also love uh, just how everything coalesces perfectly in it to make it as beautiful and emotionally impactful as it could be. I was trying to get work done, and at a certain point during, because it was kind of just like, eh, let's flip something on. Oh, this is here. All right, let's do it. But uh, but I eventually realized I just stopped my work, and I just I just couldn't look away. Like it's just a really watchable and really enjoyable movie, and I just wanted to watch it. So yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I will say the only thing I don't really like about it is that they do intersperse anim um, like live action with the animation. I really don't know why they did that, and I don't think that they should have, especially because we see humans in this movie and they are animated, but then even animated humans are watching real humans, and I just like I don't know why they chose to do that because it breaks the world for me. And it makes me, it kind of takes me out of, out of it for a little bit because I'm like, wait, why why would you do that? So I would, I'd be really curious to figure out what led them to to do that because I don't, I don't see any reason why that couldn't have just been animated. And then, um, uh, what's my other thing? Oh, I do like how they kind of just gloss over how exactly those people are going to start their new Earth because you know you sort of see it in the credits, sort of, but it's like. I mean, there's a reason the movie ends the way it does, because, like, when it does, because if it would have, you know, continued, all of those people are dead. Like, they're, they can barely move, they don't know how to walk, like, they're dead, they're not gonna survive. There's no way you're gonna get them all farming off of one seed, they're, I'm sorry, there's just no way. But that's just something where it's just kind of like, eh, movie magic, this is technically for kids, don't think about it too much, we we told everyone to save the earth, that, that's enough, and okay, I'll go with it, because the story is effectively over at that point, but I do think it is funny to imagine, like, this movie continuing, and it's just like, the first night, after not being able to walk, and not being able to find water, and not being able to find food, that all these people just die, because there's no way that they would be able to successfully create a new world, but, uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's just some, that's a pretty minor nitpick. I just thought that was funny. So uh, so yeah, I love it, and I think that if you're listening to this, you probably do too. And if you haven't seen it in a while, definitely give this a rewatch. It's so much fun, and it's amazing. And I think that if you don't enjoy it, you're heartless. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I guess I could see somebody not liking this, but I don't. I'd be. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why you wouldn't, but, uh, but yeah, this is fantastic. I, I really love this movie. Alright, I am gonna sign off. I am grateful for... What am I grateful for? Probably should have prepared this beforehand. Um, I am grateful for my coloring book, and that's true... I'm grateful that uh, my dad randomly found a coloring book. Now, this is a while ago, but I've had it sitting on my desk. And sometimes when I'm bored, I'll just I'll just find a coloring page and, and color it up. It's a shoe coloring book, in case you're wondering. A bunch of sneakers. 
uh, and I love it. It's fun to just have something randomly to do whenever I, you know, I feel like it, and it's fun to have the time to do it. So, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. Alright, um, thank you for listening, as always. Uh, if you like more, if you like this and you want to hear more, then, uh, please consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and leaving a review. That's super helpful, it takes a minute, and you can do it right in app. Five stars would be preferable, but I'd love to hear whatever you have to say. If you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can do that at Movies More Pod. I post updates on new episodes when they come out, what the topics of the discussion will be. Uh, if you want to follow me personally on Instagram, that's at Giovanni One. Haven't really been posting anything because I don't have anything to post. Uh, I haven't really done anything interesting recently, but uh, but yeah, that's where you can do that at Giovanni One. And then if you want to email the show with any comments, questions, concerns, or suggestions, you can do that at Movies More Pod at gmail.com. And uh, and yeah. Thank you for for doing all that, and if you're about to, thank you in advance. So, like I said, thank you as always for listening, and uh, until next time, don't eat so much you can't walk. Don't do it. Peace. You know, this movie is kind of like if Wally was a love story. I mean, shit. If the Lorax was a love story. <laughs> and the guys are, everybody's like, yeah, idiot. It's kind of is like if Wally was a love story. Because Wally is a love story. <laughs> no, no. If the Lorax was a love story. Jeez, guys, come on. You knew what I meant. <laughs>